Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Are One, You Are Two, a PlayStation and video game podcast. Also an indie interview podcast as well, uh, where we kind of just do whatever we want every week. My name is Robert Fanzo. Uh, I am normally joined by Matt Rose, but uh, we'll swing by with him later. Uh, but we do have a special guest with us today. Uh, you might recognize her from Life is Strange Before the Storm. We have the one and only Katie Bentz. Katie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be on this podcast. Well, we're excited to have you. Matt and I have been looking forward to this. Uh, you know, if people follow you on Twitter, you kind of, you got, you got pretty busy. Yes. Yeah. So you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit about... Uh, some of the stuff that's been going on with you recently? Because it's it's a lot, I think, of really good stuff that uh, I've seen you kind of get, get into or get involved with. Yeah, it's been amazing, actually. As an actor, you know, you could go and what happened to me five or six months without working as an actor. And um, it can get kind of discouraging and um, you just got to keep going. And then all of a sudden, come April... You know, I was cast in a feature, an indie feature, and then ever since then, I've just kind of been getting other gigs. I just finished another indie feature uh, a couple days ago, did a commercial. It was busy, crazy busy, but that's what you want as an actor. Um, but yeah, it can just kind of hit you like a wave, and you just don't even know which way is up or down anymore. And so things kind of get a get away from you. But um, yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so you kind of you've you've gotten a lot of work recently, but for those who don't maybe know or aren't familiar with with your work as well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your background, where you where you are, you know, where you came from, kind of uh, some of the stuff you've done in the past, kind of catch our listeners up with that as well. So I'm from Washington State. I have to make sure I say state because people assume D.C. Um, I, I've even said Washington State before, and people are like, "Oh yeah, D.C." So yeah, <laughs> Washington State, Pacific Northwest. Um, and I went to school near Seattle where I studied theater. Um, I always kind of wanted to do theater, uh, whether it was film, theater, whatever. And then I kind of decided, okay, Los Angeles is where I need to go. Um, I realized that I was no triple threat. I can't, you know, sing to the, to the, you know, to compare myself to somebody on Broadway as well as dance. So I was like, okay, I can act. So what do I need to do? I need to be in front of a camera. And so I moved down to Los Angeles about, um, almost, almost two years ago. It'll be two years in August, which is it just blows my mind. Cause I feel like I just moved out here yesterday. Um, and then, yeah, since moving out here, I've just been hustling as much as I can, just trying to book jobs and just trying to keep my myself afloat and keep myself busy. Um, I first came out here and I booked a uh, a horror indie feature, which is actually out, and it's it's uh, it's it's definitely something, you know. It's definitely something. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's yeah, a lot of my um, supporters have seen it and they just kind of give me give me crap about it as they should. <laughs> It's definitely one of those kind of horror thriller B movies that you want to laugh at, but it's good. You know, that's the kind of stuff that you do when you start out here. And, um, so I was really lucky to do that. I booked a couple of commercials. I booked a Trident commercial that actually has never aired anywhere, <laughs> but that's the name of the game. I luckily booked this amazing voice acting gig for a game that I had never heard of. And I was not a gamer was completely out of the loop, but I booked this character and did not know that it was Life is Strange. Had no idea until after it came out. After it actually, it was it was actually a month before it came out. 
was when I found out the name of the game, Life is Strange Before the Storm, and then find found out the clout that it had to, you know, and found out that it was a prequel sequel. And then ever oh, since wow. then, it's just kind of blown up. And um, I did a playthrough of the game and then just kind of figured out what Twitch was and started streaming. And ever since then, it's just been crazy. That's kind of really fascinating to me because, you know, I just read about uh, the main voice actor for God of, God of War, the new one. And he said that his agent approached him with a script. He thought it was a film. Uh, and he got about halfway through auditions and halfway through a second audition. And then he realized, I think this might be a game. And so even when you went through and recorded the lines and everything, you had no idea. I knew it was a video game. It was a little different this time around because um, uh, I I got it actually from myself. I self-submitted for it. Um, so it was all through myself. And I knew it was a video game. It was under a different name. It was not under Life is Strange. Um, so yeah, I was telling my friends, oh, I'm auditioning for this video game. Oh, I booked this video game, super excited about it. But I know one of the other voice actors, she had actually played Life is Strange before. And as she's reading through the script, she was picking up cues and she was like, wait, Chloe, wait, what? Um, but I had no idea until after I knew it was a game, but I did not know what it was, what game it was. Yeah, that I, it does have quite a, um, and I think you mentioned this before, it has kind of like a cult following. Oh, and huge. a very dedicated fan base. Oh, and yeah. I think that was probably the reason they went ahead and did uh, the Before the Storm, because after the first one uh, garnered so much attention, they kind of, I think, almost felt obligated to, to kind of jump back in with those characters and give them a second go around. What was really cool is Deck Nine is actually... Not Deck Nine is not the original production company or the the game company that created the original Life is Strange. They're actually all fans of the original Life is Strange, and they wanted to continue the story. So that's what's really cool about Before the Storm is Before the Storm is basically a fan made like you know it's obviously it's a Deck Nine is a, a game you know development company, but they're all fans of the original game and they wanted to see these characters go on. They wanted to, you know, continue the story. They wanted to, cause we all, you know, playing life is strange. We all have our questions of, okay, what happened to this girl? You know, who was she? And I think it's amazing that they created that story for us. And yeah. And now the original game company that created the original life is strange is creating life is strange too. You know, yeah. it's never going to end, which I think is amazing. I think that that's smart on their part because, you know, we love these stories. And I think a lot of people are kind of sad because it's not going to be the same story of like Max and Chloe and this Life is Strange too. But I think that I think that they're getting over it slowly because they're going to be I, I know, like, I don't know if you saw the Captain um, Spirit trailer. I did. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, how cute is that? <laughs> right? It's just yeah. like, it's the same feeling. It's the same, like, homey, like, caring, compassionate, like, feeling that, you know, we love in these games. And, and the stories, I think, are going to be similar. We're just going to get to meet new characters. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, you brought up a good point. I think people really do get attached to, uh, attached to their characters. And it's, it's tough for people to move on sometimes with that. But, you know, I, I know I, I get attached to certain characters, too, but at the same time, it is kind of nice to, to see them go into a new direction and, and move, you know, have Square Enix move forward with that. Of course. You know, you'd mentioned that you you weren't really a gamer before and, and uh, this was your first video game voice acting gig, correct? Yes. Do you see yourself doing more of those in the future? Yes, I would love to. 
Um, I wouldn't consider myself a voice actor because this is the only job I've ever done voice acting. Um, there are, you know, like Ashley Birch is a voice actor. Like she like, like is very focused on voice acting, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. she also does other acting as well. Um, but you know, that's, she does a lot of it. Um, but this was my first gig that I've ever got, uh, voice acting. So a lot of people, they're always, you know, like, Oh, Katie, like, how do you get into voice acting? And I'm like, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out too. Um, so of course I would definitely take another voice acting gig. I would, I would love to, whenever I self submit online for stuff, I'm always looking for that. Whenever I see voice acting, I'm, I always, I email them and in the little notes, I'm like, I was the voice, you know, I was the voice of life is strange. Hi. Um, so I'm always trying to, um, but you know, it's still early on in my career and I'm just, I have the mindset. It's very different for actors. Some people will have it very focused and I think it works Mm -hmm. both ways, you know, whether you're focused or whether you're kind of just do whatever you can get your hands on. I think I've seen it work both ways, but I'm one of those people who I do whatever I can get my hands on. Um, because I think that any opportunity you get can lead you somewhere, get you a connection or what, what have you, you know? Right. Absolutely. Hopefully along the lines, I'll have another opportunity to, to do voice acting for a video game. Um, we'll see. Awesome. And so what are, so in the meantime, you mentioned too also that you had some current projects that you were working on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what those are as well and what's going on with those at the moment as much as you can anyway. Yeah. Well, back in April, we shot this amazing, it was so cool. It was so cool. It was uh, an indie movie again. It was, it's called The Pipes and it's a, a prison movie and it's in, it's in post right now. I can't say like, I can't go into huge detail about it, but yeah, it was all shot in these pipes and um, it was just such a cool, challenging movie to do. I had a really fun character to work with. Um, so um, psychologically, it was really, really interesting for me to d- dive into this character. And so hopefully that'll come out within the year. And then I just finished um, a movie by with the same production company as Sharknado. If you've ever heard of Sharknado. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you yeah. laugh, so you know, you know, we all know, we all know. Um, right. So, but again, um, it's all an experience for me. It's all a learning experience. Um, I think that the movie that I just did, it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be funny. It's going to be laughable because that's the kind of stuff that they do. You know, they're known, you know, for making those types of movies. I think it's still going to look really cool and hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be fun for people to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, like I want to keep moving up, but I feel like, at this point, you know, um, I'm just learning from every opportunity that I get. Every time I get on set, I'm learning something. I'm meeting people. Um, and I just have to be grateful and thankful for the opportunities that I've been given. I did what I do. I did a Honda training video. Um, I did uh, a Chevrolet, like, commercial for a, a city, like, in Los Angeles. It was just kind of like a local commercial. But okay. so, yeah, I'm just kind of doing doing whatever, whatever I can get my hands on. But um it's been good so far. It's been good. And I'm about to go home for 10 days and take like the longest break ever. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> so 10 days, longest, longest break in a couple of years, I take it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've gone home, you know, I go, I try to go home two times a, a year, but, uh-huh. um, not usually for that this long. So it's going to be nice just to, to see my family. It's hard, you know, it's hard being away. Yeah in a city that's just never stopping when, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a family that's over there living like the quote unquote normal life, you know, it's just crazy. It's such a weird, weird feeling. Yeah. I I can understand that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 800 miles away from my house too, or my parents, I should say. And so, you know, those rare opportunities you get to go back 
um, when you're not busy, it's, it's nice. It's kind of a, a good breather. It gives you an opportunity to relax and, and kind of re-energize your batteries as well. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely hard to be okay. Not can like, it's hard to just shut it off, you know, to leave, go home and just shut it, shut LA off. It's mm-hmm. hard because the city doesn't stop. You leave, the city still goes, you know? Oh yeah. It's crazy. I do want to mention because you, you mentioned a lot of the work that you have that's coming out or that you've just recently touched on. Um, you know, and I know you can't say too much like you said about the pipes and a couple of their things you've got going on, but uh, the other aspect of, of uh, kind of what's really caught on for you or worked out for you very nicely has been uh, your opportunity to be a streamer on Twitch. We talked about this a little bit before we got started about um, this was something that, uh, you know, you not necessarily had thought about doing, but what made you decide to pick up one day and go, you know what, I played in this game. I think I'm going to go ahead and try streaming video games and see how that works out. Like what, as an actor, you know, what, gets you to think in that mode to go, you know what, I'm going to kind of do this on the side. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, streaming video games, especially because you mentioned you hadn't been a gamer in the past. Well, um, I had the help of my friend and he got me on his stream and was like, hey, just make an account. And I did. And then one day I just did IRL. I just went live in an IRL stream. And um, because I was on his stream multiple times before people had followed my account and um, I just turned on the IRL and people started coming and I was like, this is so, this is what is happening. Like all these people are here just talking to me and um, I saw an opportunity, you know, I saw an opportunity, something that was going to be different, something that hopefully would turn into something um, bigger. I just thought it would have been a really cool idea to just to try this Twitch thing out. And yeah, I, I was not a gamer prior. I mean, I played games when I was younger, like Spyro and Ghost Recon. Like I had a, I had to play a PlayStation 2 and I played games, but um, I hadn't played games for a long time, for like 15 years or something. And um, yeah, so I just kind of asked people, what kind of games would you like me to play? Da, 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 da. Um, I got a PS4 and I just started playing games. I played... Um, Grand Theft Auto first. That was like the first game I played because I remember playing Grand Theft Auto when I was little and I was like, you know what? I liked Vice City. That was the game I played. I played Vice City on my PS2 and I was like, okay, I'm going to play Grand Theft Auto like this new one. I think it's so fun, whatever. And I played the whole game. I beat the whole game and then um, people just kept recommending other things. I got into Fortnite um, and it just kind of grew from there and I um, started doing these really cool streams called Words of Wisdom streams um, where I have a book and I give wisdom to my chat and my chat's one of the most dedicated compassionate chat rooms I think I know everyone's really biased of their chat on Twitch <laughs> but it's it's literally every time somebody new comes in they say I've never been in such a more welcoming chat room on Twitch like what is this where am I And I'm like, I have no idea. These people, I don't know. I don't know if it's just Life is Strange people because Life is Strange is such a compassionate, empathetic game that those are the type of people that, you know, surround this community. But, oh man, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, people come in there every day and they're like, I'm so glad you're streaming. Like I've never, you know, I've had such a bad day and I didn't know what I was going to do, blah, 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 blah. It's just such a good feeling. And I think that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going as a streamer is the fact that I am motivating and inspiring people every single day. Like, I know that when I turn my camera on, I'm making somebody's day better. And that makes me feel happier. Regardless of what I stream, regardless if it's a game or if I'm doing a creative stream or if I'm just IRL, 
I know that I'm making somebody's day better. And that is just such an amazing feeling. I tell my stream sometimes, you know, like as an actress or an actor or somebody in the industry, you know, you start, you, you want to get to a place where you can give back. You want to get to a place where, you know, you can be a voice for people. And it's crazy because I've, you know, only done small things as an actor, but I feel like I'm already giving back and I feel like I'm already being a voice for people through Twitch. And it's like, wow, I didn't know this could happen so soon, but it's just such a beautiful thing and I want to keep doing it. I just um, put my two weeks in for my job that I, I used to have, so I'm going to be streaming a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was going to be my next question was, you know, is this something you see yourself uh, continuing to do on, on a pretty regular basis then? I think so. Yeah, I think at this point right now, yes, I think that it's a great, you know, it's a it's a great addition to acting. Um, it's creative. I, I control it, you know, so say I have a I get an acting gig or an audition, you know, I can say, hey, guys, you know, stream's going to be pushed or we're going to do stream tomorrow. Um, so it's really lenient in that way. Acting is definitely like my number one goal. And mm -hmm. um, it's my number one goal. So anything that happens acting wise, that's what I'm pushing for. But streaming is an amazing thing to do on the side and it doesn't hinder my acting. It helps it. You know what I mean? And it makes me feel good. And um, I think it all I think my acting helps my Twitch and my Twitch helps my acting. And so I don't see a reason stopping it anytime soon. Um, I'm hoping that I continue going. Um, I just um, reapplied for partnership for the third time. So let's see. <laughs> okay. And yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because Twitch has certain requirements. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really hard. You talk to a lot of people and it's just like really, really, really hard to become partner. Even if you have the, the requirements, you still aren't guaranteed to become partner. They look at so many things and it's not just one person looking at your application. They have like tons of people looking at these applications. So you might get a different person another time. The thing that made me a little frustrated was the last time I applied. It took them a month and a half to respond to my email when it says it takes them seven days. And I was like, are you serious? Because within that seven days and after that seven days for probably three weeks, I had the requirements. And then when they got back to me a month and a half later, it was like, oh, you don't have to, you don't meet the requirements. And I was like, of course I don't, you know, it's been a month and a half and stream fluctuates, you know? Yeah. So that was something that really, that honestly discouraged me. I was like, you know, if you, it, it really did, it discouraged me, which, you know, I like to think that, you know, Twitch isn't out to, you know, get anyone like they want to help everybody. I think Twitch honestly is a really great streaming site. And, you know, I like what they speak for, but that was just so discouraging as a streamer. It's just crazy. It's definitely, I don't know how it works, you know, because sometimes I'll go on stream and I'll just be checking out people's streams and there'll be a person who's a partner and they'll have 15 people in their chat. And I'm like, I don't understand how this works. I <laughs> yeah. really don't understand how it works. I mean, so all I can keep doing, I guess, is just make sure I have the requirements. And when I do, just send in an application and just like hope for the best and um, see see where it goes from there. Part of being a streamer too is, is being, um, on there pretty regularly. Right. And yeah, because I know I've, I've tried streaming in the past and I know that, you know, having a full-time job, there's just no way I could ever stream to the, to the best of my abilities. Uh, but what do you think has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome or the biggest difficulty for you as, as somebody who's kind of new to streaming, but also 
found success fairly quickly with it. I think the biggest challenge I have is playing games that I like versus games that other people like. Because when you start off, you know, and this is just a thing that I've talked about with a lot of people who are kind of at the same level as myself. You know, you can play a game that you like, but people might not want to watch it because they don't like it, you know, but you play a game that other people love and then you have so many people in the chat, you know, it's and it's just kind of a balance of of trying to figure out what you enjoy playing, you know, versus making, you know, your community happy. And um, I go, you know, I go back and forth on that. Like I'll play because I really like I do not so much anymore. I've kind of let go of Fortnite, but I did. I really enjoyed playing Fortnite, but my community did not enjoy watching me play Fortnite because it just wasn't fun for them, you know, and even as myself watching Fortnite, I'm like, yeah, it's, you're right. It's a repetitive game. It's just like, okay, you know, you know, you're either good or you're bad. And I'm just watching another game of Fortnite. So I can understand why the community wouldn't necessarily latch on to that. But it is fun playing Fortnite. I mean, I don't know if you've played it, but it's just like, it's a fun game. It can be fun. Yeah, it is. And and what blows my mind, and I think you brought up something really interesting there is, I love, I've, I've played it multiple times with Matt. Um, we've, we've kind of messed around with it too. And but at the same time, it was fun to play. I don't understand the appeal of watching it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you said your community didn't enjoy it. And yet you look and it's one of the top streamed games on Twitch every day. Well, that's because of Ninja. <laughs> a Ninja <laughs> well, streams too, yeah. every single day and he's got like 200,000 people watching him. He's definitely made that game what it is. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I just finished playing Life is Strange. I literally just finished episode five of Life is Strange two hours ago. Um and I loved it. I love like that was the first time I've actually ever played the original Life is Strange. That was the first time. Yeah, which because you mentioned before when you'd auditioned that it you didn't you didn't recognize any of the characters really. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what that's like for you, knowing that you've been in one to sit back and then play the original and kind of get a taste for it. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I I knew a lot of what happened. I knew like the big reveal at the end. I knew all these things. I just hadn't actually played it. Um, and it was so exciting. It was, it was, it's a, it's a freaking good game. It was a really freaking good game. Like you play it and you're like, man, this is why people freaking love this game. But yeah, the whole time, you know, like I maxed out the amount of viewers I've ever had in my, my Twitch, you know, stream before playing a game, you know, the game that the community, you know, was revolved around, but it's just a very interesting, I think that's just like my biggest struggle though, is just trying to find what makes me happy and what makes my community happy and you know there's always going to be you know your devoted you know followers who will watch you do whatever you do you get to you get to know your community in such a way that you almost know what they hope or would want you to play yeah definitely like they they want me to play detroit they want me to play vampire they really want me to play last of us um it's they're very story driven um which i like story driven you know i i really do like story driven as well i i think with games and with being, you know, new to the gaming community, playing games like Life is Strange or like Shadow of the Colossus, like those games hold my attention more. Um, I tried to play um, Horizon Zero Dawn and I couldn't, I just like couldn't get into it because it was just, it was so intense. And also streaming that game on, on stream, like on, it was just, it was so hard because you have to pay attention to what's going on. And I'm very focused on my chat. And so it was really hard for me to play that game. So finding games that I can play there that are like more compact, you know, shorter or episodic. Um, I really need to wa- play The Walking Dead Telltale. I think that that would be really good for stream as well. That Yeah, that would be that. 
that first season of The Walking Dead is probably one of the few games that uh, probably brought tears to my eyes towards the end of those episodes. And so, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really impactful. And so, uh, yeah, you, you know, the Telltale games that are that are like that uh, are that are episodic, even like the Batman one and the Guardian of the Galaxy one. Those are all great for. I think for that kind of stuff, because if you can get a community involved with that too, mm-hmm. um, even though there's a timer on a lot of those decisions, something like Detroit become humans wonderful because once you get into that, the flow charts get so big that uh, Matt and I just finished it last week. Mm-hmm. We had completely different experiences there. there we did things that we didn't even know were possible. Well, that's, what's beautiful too, about start like about a game coming out. That's new because with life is strange. Everybody knows all the outcomes because everyone's played it so many times. They're like, Oh yeah, if you do this, that'll happen. But what's awesome about a new game is yeah. People are still finding out new things that are happening. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fine balancing act, like you said. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that I've watched the stream a couple of times. I've watched the words of wisdom Wednesday that you do. Yeah. And I've watched, uh, I watched you stream some of life in the strange and it's just enjoyable to watch, you know, cause you just, you, you really get into it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's I one do. thing you want out of your streamers is somebody that's really passionate about it and really enjoy it. So. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get really, I do. I get really into it. I don't know. I just, yeah, I get really invested in the characters. And when something happens, I'm just like, what is going on? Or I get excited or I get ragey. Yeah, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I can be, you know, entertaining for the stream. But it's like, yeah, it's 100%. Like if I was not streaming, I would be yelling at my, my TV regardless. <laughs> awesome. I was kind of curious, though, because, you know, we've talked about, we've talked a little bit about gaming, about your acting and, and uh, where you want to go and what you'd like to do. Um, but what drove you to want to become an actor? I was a really shy child. I was really shy. Um, I was bullied. I went through, you know, a lot of things that I think a lot of the people, you know, in this community go through. I joined dance team my freshman year of, of uh, high school. And it was just like the wrong place for me. These girls were so mean and they teased me. It was like, the worst it was like some of the worst experiences of my life and um halfway through I just quit the the dance team and then I joined drama club my freshman year I auditioned for a play I don't even know like what made me want to I don't even I don't even know I think I was taking the drama class or something I can't I can't remember I think I was but I auditioned for the play and um I didn't get in but they asked me if I wanted to be a student director and again I was like 14 And I was like, oh, of course, like, I'll do anything. Yeah, please, please. And then, um, like, six days before opening night, the main um, actor, we were, were, I don't know if you heard of You Can't Take It With You, but that was the name of the play. It was a classic old play. Um, And the student who was playing Grandpa ends up getting kicked out of of school because he was, you know, he did smoke bombs in the boys' bathroom or something like that. (laughs) And um, I remember the the director turning to me and telling me that I was going to be suited up for grandma. And I was like, what, excuse me. I was like super nervous. And like, um, one of the other actors was like, Oh, you can't do this. Like, there's no way you can pull this off. And I was like, what, what jerk? I was like, I'm going to pull this off. Like, screw you, man. <laughs> and I learned like 200. I, I remember this cause I'm so proud of myself. I learned 210 lines in six days. My mom and I stayed up all night long. She helped me every single night. And I freaking performed grandma. And, I, and, and that's where it started. That's where it started. And it got me into it. Um, you know, 
I I then auditioned for other plays and I got in the other plays and I ended up winning like senior year the the senior award for the end of the year when I graduated for drama and um, it kind of just became a place of okay this is what I know this is what I like this is what I'm good at and um, it was creative you know I did journalism as well kind of simultaneously with acting. So I've, and through journalism, I was a photographer. So I just kind of had this creative mindset going and um, I didn't know what else to do. You know, I was like, I don't know what else to do. I, you know, as when you're younger going into college or graduating high school, I guess people say, oh, now you got to go to college. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to go to college. What am I going to do? Well, I like theater. So that's what I want to initially study. And so I just kind of kept going on that train and learned a lot of great stuff in in college and then you know just kept going with it and I just can't see myself doing anything else um would I be would I be mad if my life kind of went in a different direction and acting wasn't what I was supposed to do anymore no I think people should always be open-minded to where life can take you and if it's not where you initially wanted to go I think you should be open to that but this is where I'm at right now you know, and I'm working my butt towards it, you know, I won't stop until I, I I'm, I'm not going to stop, you know? Awesome. Maybe you ought to find that kid someday that, uh, dropped the smoke bombs in the thing and, and thank him. Cause <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Be like, Hey, by the way, oh, you know, it's so, so funny. I love that. I, it's so true. Everything really does happen for a reason. I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, like if that didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. The stuff that, yeah, you can think about like that. I, I don't know. I wasn't ever like, I don't know. It just kind of happened, you know, it kind of just happened. I think it was more or less an outlet for a quiet kid who was bullied, you know, and it kind of turned into something bigger, which I am super thankful for. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome because, um, I think that's something that's really good to hear for a lot of people because there are a lot of people who do get kind of bullied or attacked or, oh, yeah. or, pushed around for what they love or for what they might want to do. And mm-hmm. that unfortunately affects a lot of people in a way it drives them away from a lot of stuff and pushes them toward uh, maybe doing something that's, you know, isn't where they, they initially hoped they would be or would want to be. So, yeah, bullying is just such a shame. It really is. And it's I think it's worse than it was, you know, when I was in school now, which I can't even imagine because I felt like it was like the end of the world every single day. And, you know, but back then we didn't have social media, you know, we didn't have what people have now to bully kids. And it's just blows my mind. But that's another reason, too, why I love streaming, because a lot of the the people in the community, you know, have gone through or are going through that. And, you know, for them to escape from it all, come on Twitch and watch a streamer that they enjoy to watch and be in a community that they enjoy to be in, like means so much to me that I can give them that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> I have to say, Hey Matt, welcome in. How you doing? Hello. You there, Matt? Hello? We left off, or you were just saying, Katie, about how, um, you know, you can, you can bullying and, and everything, how that can uh, really impact a person's life. I mean, yeah, we were just kind of talking about how everything happens for a reason, you know, like, I don't know. I was kind of having a realization too that like, you know, like 
if I wasn't bullied, you know, like I truthfully probably wouldn't be here right now because like my track, my life would have taken a different track, honestly, you know, and I wouldn't be here to help other people get through their situations and kind of be a voice for the voiceless. So what I'm hearing is that you're pro bullying. Yeah, no. definitely. Yeah, I think that, yeah. <laughs> Develops character. It shapes you, yeah. right? Literally different, tons of different characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. No, but that's good that you have like a safe haven for people that, you know, to kind of go to and, you know, you can support them, you know, through your own past experiences. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of them, because I don't really... I don't really, I'm not too vocal about like my past. I don't know. I'm just not very like, I don't know. I don't want to come on stream and be like, ah, listen to like my life, you know, like I want to be there for them. So some of them know probably that like I was bullied, but I don't think too many of them really know to the extent or anything like that. Um, Just because, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want to be there for them. You know, it's not about me. I think it's mostly about them and if they have a good time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would, uh, maybe you did this already, but would you mind sharing why you were bullied? Um, I honestly, I don't know. I really like, I asked my mom this cause I did a personal performance when I was in college about it. Um, and I asked my mom during that whole process, you know, like, why was I bullied? Why did kids bully me? And, um, she just told me that I was really quiet And she just thinks that because I was so quiet and passive that I was a target and then I would get hurt and then I would, you know, I'd, I would get hurt and and my feelings would be hurt and I would cry and kids would then see that as a, as more of a target. And there was just some really mean kids. And this started in kindergarten all the way through freshman year of high school. And it was just never ending. And, and it was just, you know, one, one person didn't like me and she, you know, had people behind her. And then it just kind of went from there. I mean, this all happened like when I was six, when I was six years old, like kids are just so mean. That's so crazy that it starts that young. I know. I, 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 I believe me, I, it's, it just blows my mind too. And then as I got older, um, I started to kind of rebel. Cause I was like, I got to the point where I met this one friend and she was like, you know what? No, you need to, you need to fight back. And I was like, what? Like, what is, what do you mean fight back? And she's like, you need to fight back. And so I, I did like, I would, you know, call kids names and like, I kind of, I didn't, yeah. Like I turned into one, you know, because that's what I was told to do because that's what was going to save me. And, um, even though like I, I would not consider myself somebody who was bullying, um, I was being, I was trying to, to defend myself, but not in the proper way. Cause I was 10 and I didn't know how to do that. Um, but people then didn't like me even more because then I was mean and it was like, I couldn't <laughs> win, right. you know, yeah. like I was either going to be bullied or I was going to try to defend myself, but then I was a mean person and it just kind of, it just kind of went on. And then from there, people just didn't like me throughout my middle school and, and partially into freshman year of high school. And, and, um, and the, I think the funniest thing I was talking about this the other day with somebody, it's just so funny because those kids who are now adults, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. have no idea that they created so much sadness in a little kid's life to this day. They're probably sitting like watching TV or football right now and they don't even know that they caused so much destruction in, you know, a growing girl's life. I always wonder if that like where that comes from, like, is that just like learned behavior they see it happening at home like is is like the is the dad doing it to the mom so the kid's like oh well this is how this is what love is right or this is you know this is 
you know, this is what makes sense to me because this is what I see every day. Mm-hmm. I think it is it is a cluster of a bunch of stuff. I think it has to do with parenting. It has to do with social, the social life. And it has to do with the authorities at the school. I mean, I think it's like a huge cluster of it all not working out. I think parenting, in my opinion, is probably where it streams from the most because how you raise your child, you know, how you raise your child to be, you know, good, well-mannered, all that kind of stuff. Then they bring that to the school and hopefully they're around other well-mannered kids. But what happens is most likely you're not, there's probably a bad egg that came from a family that, you know, didn't teach their kid manners, didn't teach their kid. And that's a whole nother thing. Maybe that person came from a broken family. Maybe, you know, they didn't, weren't taught how to, you know, treat kids right or treat other people right because, you know, maybe they had a single mom who went through, you know, substance abuse or something. It's just like, it's impossible to find like where it's streamed from, but it's just all kind of happens there on the playground and one kid can kind of like disrupt it all. And, and then obviously the teachers, they can't do anything about it because literally they're told not to. And so it's just... It's just like a never ending thing. Um, And I don't really like I wish that I could like figure it like, I don't know. I wish there was an answer to it all, but I really don't think there is. And it's really sad. And Well, I think I think you're right on one point. I think it's it's the parents, because I mean, as somebody who teaches high schoolers. (laughs) Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to I was just going to ask you about like what you thought of, like what what the school tells you you are allowed or not allowed to do or. Well, I can just tell you that so much of it stems from um from our, our, you know, parents. Yeah. Um, now I'm lucky. I teach, I teach a lot of wonderful, uh, students at the school I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, but I can tell you that just the differences I see in siblings sometimes, and sometimes it's personality, but mm-hmm. a lot comes down to how you raise your kids. And I, I just yeah. see that in my, uh, my nephew, the way he's being raised right now. Um, he's a wonderful young little two-year-old, two and a half year old that, you know, his, his parents are not afraid to tell him, look, you've got to be quiet. You've got to be polite. You've got to yep. do this. And it boils down to, I think, a lot of parenting when they're young, because by the time they hit the age I'm teaching them at, uh, high schoolers are kind of like mini adults. They've, mm-hmm. they've kind of set in certain ways. And I, and I can see them in 10 years and, and go, I know this is what you're going to be like. I shouldn't say that because I was the quiet kid in high school and here I am standing in front of students every day talking their ears mm-hmm. off but um, and doing a podcast. But, you know, it's a lot of the times I can see the t- type of adult they're going to be. And I know it stems a lot from their parents from meeting them. And I can go, you know, you've done a really good job of raising your kid because I can just tell how much of your influence is there with them. So, um, but, yeah, it is a shame that it happens. I think it's important to, like, to, like, make a note of it. Like, you are doing a really good job parenting your child. Like, I think that's such a good... Because then they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm doing something right. And yeah, I have my my sister, her, my nephew is just like an amazing little boy. He's, I think he's eight now or seven, but he's just so sweet. But she was, she was rough on him, you know, like not rough as in like, you know, she was loving and caring, but she was like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, make sure, you know, but it, it shows in the end you have a really nice, well-behaved child and sweet, a sweet child. And she's actually homeschooling him because she's scared. She's scared. She's scared of the school system. She's scared of other kids. You know, that, that could stream off into another topic of like helicopter parenting and all that. But he does, he, go, he does extracurricular things. He's in theater. He does, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just sad that parents are scared to put their, their kids in schools. I think that is so sad. Well, that's, and that's the funny part about the school I teach as we're basically that school that it, we're, we're a charter school. We're basically the school that, Hey, 
I don't want to send my kid to public school. I'll send my kid here instead. So yeah, that's what that's basically what he's doing. He's like taking classes at a charter school on the side, and then she's teaching him. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome that that you do that. I think yeah, it's definitely a huge conversation, and I just I just never can see an end to it because you know you have Life is Strange that come came out in two thousand and fifteen, which is you know basically sur- surrounding around bullying, right? Mm-hmm. And then three years later, because the issue was still relevant and very loud, we have 13 Reasons Why that came out. And it, it's right. just like all of these shows and games we're creating, it's not changing anything. You know, it's creating conversation, but it's still happening. And it just, I just don't know when it's ever going to stop or if it will, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Life is Strange, I'm going to jump back to that for a second because I know you. we just talked about earlier, and Matt, we, you missed this. We talked about her. She just finished stre- uh, streaming the last episode and playing it today. Nice. Uh, I, I, the one thing that struck me about that game, and I don't know if you know this is gay, was the dialogue felt very cheesy at times. As much as I love that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were not the teenagers I talked to, and it's amazing, you know. The, I think that was very much in the first couple episodes, actually. Yes. Um, because I didn't really notice it and maybe I was just used to it cause I had been playing it, you know, for five episodes, but I didn't really like pay attention to it in the later episodes in four and five. Um, but yeah, definitely in the beginning, like some of the things they were saying and like, if you like, you can watch my VOD, like I comment on it cause I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are we, what are we saying right now? <laughs> um, but I don't know if they were just trying to like. The game company was like, let's try to sound cool, like cool kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they consulted anyone beforehand, though, because none of, I mean, even three years ago, none of my students spoke like that. And so, and they, they even, I mean, I had several students who played and they even said to me, they're like, that dialogue's not real. Like, that's not us. Um, I definitely <laughs> agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. It, it definitely, the Life is Strange for me, I think episode five was probably my favorite episode, even though it was really sad and, a lot of stuff happened, but it was probably my favorite just because I don't know. It just there was just so many twists and turns, and a lot was at stake. It was a it was just such a good game, man. So, what took you so long to play the game? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I just I hadn't played it yet. Um, and people kept saying, "Oh, you got to play Life is Strange. Got to play Life is Strange." And I was like, "I need to. I know. I need to." <laughs> and I was just playing other games. I was just had been playing other games and. But finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'll play Life is Strange. I really don't know why it took me so long. Because, yeah, before the storm came out eight months ago. Um, and, yeah, I watched a playthrough. I watched a whole playthrough of it. Um, so I kind of I knew it was happening. But I just hadn't played it myself. But I'm really happy I did. Finally. <laughs> well, we've talked about a lot today. We've covered uh, Twitch. We've covered streaming. We've covered your career bit where it's at and where it's going and, and where you've been. We covered bullying, which, uh, you know, if you told me that I was going to do a video game podcast where it talks about bullying six <laughs> months ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Katie, maybe just to kind of wrap things up, you want to tell us where we can find you and where you're, where things are? Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to find out more of my stuff, um, I'm Katie Bentz mostly everywhere except for, um, uh, except for Instagram. It's Katie Bentz official. Um, but yeah, Twitch is Katie Bentz. So twitch.tv slash Katie Bentz. And then my Twitter is Katie Bentz as well. Um, and you can find me on YouTube at Katie Bentz. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably the most active on Twitter. So if you want to get in touch with me, just tweet at me and I will respond. Cool. 
Um, just about, uh, have you done any other voice work besides video games? Uh, no, this was my first voice acting gig ever. And, um, I, I did ADR. I just did an ADR for a film where I, um, dubbed over a Russian girl who had a really thick Russian accent and the production wanted an American accent. So Besides that, that's the only thing I've done so far um, after the the voice acting gig for Life is Strange. But um, yeah, I self-submitted for it and yeah, I just was happened to get cast in it. It's that's all, awesome. you know, it's about being skilled and having your talent, but also about, you know, throwing yourself out there and luck really is a thing. Oh, it yeah, really for is sure. a thing. I, I know. I mean, I know, especially in like voiceover a lot of self-promotion is is a huge deal i mean pushing yourself out there and trying to submit for as much as you can it's it's pretty pretty key usually that's what i was saying earlier you know that you can either do it one or two ways you can be very focused on one thing and just go towards that thing entirely and nothing else you know for example like i'm a voice actor and i take voice acting lessons and i have a voice acting coach and i have a voice acting talent agency and that's what i do or you can be, you know, an actor and literally take whatever you can get and just hope that some, you know, hope that from everything you do, you're going to get more opportunities and meet new people. And it's just going to build your career that way. And that's yeah. how I do it. Um, both ways I've seen work. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think it's just kind of whatever you prefer, you know? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. We really appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us. Um, you know, if you book any future video game voice acting gigs or anything like that in general, you're always welcome to come back. Uh, we'd love to talk to you again. Cool. There will be 100% less technical difficulties. We promise. (laughs) There will be. No worries. (laughs) No worries. I understand it. No worries at all. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, I think the podcast you guys do is really awesome, really professional, really well done. And, um, yeah, everything about it's cool. And... I'm happy to be on it. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Uh, Dave, we just want to thank you ahead of time because we, <laughs> we got a lot of work for you to do this week. <laughs> it, will, it will be so much fun for Dave. He'll enjoy it. He loves when we call him out on air, too. Yeah. So. There'll, be, there'll, be a lot of, there'll be a lot of cat noises as he's <laughs> trying to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> Our sensor kitty, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, once again, uh, Katie, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. We've got a few more. Uh, We've got another voice actor, I think, lined up in the next upcoming couple of weeks. Matt, I'll tell you about that later. And uh, we just thank you all for joining us. And uh, until next time, guys, game on. Game on. This is the outro music Dave is doing it because Matt didn't do it this week. Thanks, guys. I'll just I'll take care of the editing and the outro music.